This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. I'm with our guy Dusty Evely. Of course, follow him on Twitter at Dusty Evely. Pack Report, Pack a Day Podcast, Cheesehead TV. Uh, I, I want to talk about Matt LaFleur a little bit. As I was saying it during the game, <clears throat> and again, not many people heard me. I was by my brother's house in Elkhorn. Uh, but, <laughs> man, if you're not sold that this dude is good, then I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I mean, to, to be able to do what he's doing with the inexperience that he has and still be able to put together sustained drives, the guy in the first year as a starting quarterback and all these rookies and two great offensive linemen down, and you punt in the first quarter and you don't punt again until the fourth quarter. I mean, to, to me, that says something. Like, he knows what the hell he's doing. And take it a step further. Hackett left. Horrible. Hackett now in New York, and his meal ticket is hurt. Zach Wilson, mm, uh, not good. So that didn't turn out. And then take a step further. Look over in Chicago. That offensive coordinator, yep. he came from that tree too. They suck. And you watch all these guys do film analysis work on the Bears offense. It's like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. What What is this? What are they trying to do? That's play design. That's on him. And Getsy, and, and to me, that just speaks glowingly of really how good LaFleur is. Yeah, those guys got credit when they were here. Sure. Uh, but now you're seeing really how good or not good those guys truly are now that they're on their own having to do their own thing on offense. And you're really seeing how good LaFleur is with Rodgers gone and all this inexperience and still making things happen. Yeah, I think he's been incredible. I think I think the way the offense has looked this year, I mean, there's certainly things you can nitpick at. I think the... Um, a couple procedural things, and I don't know if it falls on him so much as like I think the the false or the delay game on on the Carlson yeah. field goal attempt is that him or is that Pisaccio as far as special team stuff? I mean, ultimately, I think that does fall on the head coach. But that was Carlson. Listen. Carlson had yeah. it was at twelve seconds. It was at twelve when he walked back and walked over. <laughs> Ten breaths. Okay, I'm ready. Moment. <laughs> It's too late. We should have came out here five minutes ago if it was going to take that damn long. But even no, then, like at that point, that's on Carlson. He's got to move it along. Well, that's on Carlson. But then I also put that kind of on Basaccia because that is that's special teams coordinator, your assistant head coach. Like, it's your job to make sure he's ready to sure. get him out there. That's fair. But then, but then you can also put on the floor like, and he said afterwards, like he didn't feel comfortable fifty six yarder. Carlson drilled a, four, a fifty seven oh. yarder. Yeah, that's at, like yes. outside, and so that's. To me, that probably something else going on. Lafleur, I think, almost to to a fault, which is good in a head coach. Will will take the fall 
Well, we'll yes, you will never know what's going on because the floor will take the fall for that stuff, which I think is admirable, but it also means it's a little frustrating because we're never going to know what the full story was on this stuff. So, and I think, you know, there's that fourth down thing that love, you know, like you said, gave, gave the wrong word on. I like it because there's, there's, I think there's a, there's a thought. There's, a, there's something floating out there that LaFleur does not want to be aggressive. He wants to be aggressive. They were going for it there, like on their own, whatever it was, 35, and they just it did not work out uh, because because it did not go well. Um, I think if you look at what he's done with the offense just as far as how it's run, what they're running, how it's playing to the strength of their players, how they um, some of the innovations they're doing, how they're kind of uh, how they've changed up looks through these first two weeks, how they're running the same concepts from different ways and kind of how they weaponize some of the speed they have. I, I think it's been incredible. I, I last year, this whole off season, people have been asking, how does the offense look different now that Rogers is out? And I said, well, it's probably 80% of the same offense. They're running, they're going to be running roughly a lot of the same stuff. It's just how they're going to be running it, which I think mostly is true. But at the same time, the way they're running it is wildly different. There's a handful of concepts they're running. We didn't see under Rogers because they don't like to attack the middle of the field uh, with Rogers. Rogers did not like to attack the middle of the field, but the way they're able to do what they do with speed is incredible. And you can see that he understands that. And I think he's changing that every week. I'm regardless of what the Packers record is this year. I am just thrilled to be able to watch this offense week after week. It's been very exciting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What about the motion? You know, and you know, average fans like, oh, you can figure out it's man or zone or whatever. And Rodgers hated having guys in motion, hated it, didn't like it, didn't want anything to do with it. And obviously, LaFleur and Jordan Love are running motion constantly on every play. There's somebody in motion and moving around. How big of a deal do you think that is to the importance of what this offense is versus how Rodgers wanted to run it? So, I mean, re- legitimately, he didn't want to go down the middle of the field. LaFleur mm-hmm. does. He didn't want to have guys in motion. LaFleur does. And now LaFleur, again, gets to kind of do stuff his way and scheme guys open and, and do all that fun stuff. I mean, they still use motion under Rodgers. They're just limited. I mean, to Rogers' point, and this is something around the league. So it used to be, you mentioned the man's own tells. That used to be a thing that if you, you motion a guy across and then a guy follows him, that's man. If not, it's zone. You bump coverage and it's zone. That's not really the way it is at this point because defenses are getting better at disguise. So you can have a man follow across or not follow across, but then it locks once the guy sets. And it's actually man coverage, though it looks like zone. So you don't really get those tells anymore necessarily. Like So you've lost some of that benefit. And Roger's point was the same stuff that um, Peyton Manning hated was I got the look. I know who I have. Manning would always run these static two-by-two sets. So you got two receivers on each side, single back, no motion because he said, I know what I have. I know what my matchup is. If you're motioning before the snap, not only you're changing the picture for the defense, you're changing the picture for the offense. So now in the split second, the offense is going across defense is shifting. The strength that maybe you thought you had before the ball was snapped is not what you have anymore. Now you have to process new information, more information from a shifting defense that maybe that changes your reads. And so from a certain extent, like I understand where Rogers is coming from. That being said, well, and also the other thing is you need speed to enact a lot of those changes, I think. Uh, if you're running, 
say Al Lazard on jet motion, the defense doesn't react the same way as if you're you're running Jaden Reed on jet sure. motion because you're you're not forcing the reaction you need to. So I think the added speed helps with that as well. And there's a there was a concept they ran. It was the Wicks touchdown. Um, that's something they run all the time. They ran that out of jet motion with uh, Wicks as the jet man. You can't. That's a very hard route for a guy to get into unless you have speed. It, there's not enough time to do it. Like the protection breaks down by the time you get there. But since they have Wicks, you're able to force that reaction. He pushes outside on that concept to force the defender to, to widen out. Then he cuts back inside. That's something you can't do with slower receivers. So I think I think the combination of motion, which the floor for the most part is always used as a way to more like angles in the blocking game and the running game up front than for passing game. He's now just completely unlocked it where he's just, he's running it with speed, getting to getting the concepts he wouldn't be able to get to before, even with a lack of speed. So it's been, like I said, I mean, I, I think, you know, one-on-one, whatever, what LaFleur has been doing with this offense, with the speed that he has at his disposal and the way he weaponizes it, I think has been a masterclass so far. I don't know if you had a chance to see Ryan Wood's tweets or his article in the Green Bay Press Gazette, Packers beat writer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he painted a picture yesterday in the locker room after the game and said he had not really seen it before, where it kind of became a classroom where dudes were like huddled around in same position groups, kind of going over stuff that happened and kind of using it as a teaching and learning moment in the locker room. There wasn't a, oh, we lost type deal. It was, okay, let's fix this now. Let's talk about what we did wrong and how we're going to get better at it. And I quote tweeted the tweet from Ryan Wood and said, this is good. This is how a young team gets better because a young team could also just hang their heads and be like, oh, damn, we blew that. I can't believe we blew that. We didn't score in the second half. Or you can hang their head and it could fester for a day or two before you get yourself out of it. The fact that they were able to process and move on that quickly and be like, okay, let's just fix this. So we're ready to go against the Saints and let's move forward. I think that's positive. And I, I think a lot of that is fostered by leaders in the locker room and the coach and how he's gone about this and how he's decided he wants this team to go. Yeah. And the leaders in the locker room thing is really interesting too, because that was, that was a big talking point in terms of they jettisoned all their older guys. Right. I mean, it's, it's Jones, it's Bakhtiari. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is no longer there. Aaron Rodgers is obviously no longer there. Like they've gotten rid of a lot of their older guys. It's the youngest team in the league. Uh, and so that was the thing is, okay, where are the leaders going to come from? You assume Jordan love would be, but he's got kind of that, quiet leadership ability to them and people don't always like that and who knows how that's going to go so the fact that these guys i guess my point about mercedes lewis because i wanted them to bring mercedes lewis back so my thought was even if he's not giving you much on the field there's a lot of times the young players will talk to a player in the way they want to coach and so the way they kind of troubleshoot stuff will be different um you go you go to the player and mercedes lewis having seen that all before that was my point for bringing mercedes lewis back it seems like they're doing that without the vets kind of you've got these guys they're banging their head against the wall it's almost like brainstorming sessions by themselves and figuring out the answer as opposed to being told right. the answer which is a, a an interesting dynamic and again one of the talking points was does the floor have control of the locker room with without vets how are they going to be there it's really cool seeing this young team kind of like you said they're not they're not hanging their heads because that's that's something too if you know the right guys in there you know, the veteran leader saying, all right, pull yourself out of it. You can easily fall into young guys kind of hanging their head. No, nah, man, we didn't do well, blah, 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 blah. The fact that they're, they're got these leaders in there and they're figuring this out themselves, I think is, is a very encouraging sign for an extremely young team.